BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to another episode of Rookie and the Vet. I'm the rookie, Dante Furco, and the vet, Darren Leeds, here for episode three. Yeah. And last week, you know, we went over the NFL draft, kind of gave our predictions, as well as just breaking down where the players might end up, and now it's time to... It seemed like all of our Illini players went a little bit higher than what mock drafts had them, and then kind of, that was a lot of the research that we had done, but... Yeah, and I mean that's a positive to to see some of where these guys ended up, um, and of course uh, our first round uh, top five draft pick we had Devin Witherspoon going to the Seattle uh, when we originally had him projected going what was it Detroit S- seventh to the Detroit yeah all right six six to Detroit okay. But- so one draft pick off. We were yeah. probably closest, but we knew he was going to go early. I think the only one that I would say we kind of maybe sold a little too high was Chase Brown. Chase went, I believe, he was in the fifth round, 163rd pick to the Cincinnati Bengals. And he, I feel like we, I was thinking it was more like a fourth round. I know we looked at some mock drafts. He was falling in the fourth round, then ended up going as a fifth round pick. But. We'll get to him soon. Yep. Let's kind of get back to Witherspoon. Sure. Witherspoon, I mean, he's landing in a great spot. Yes. Yeah, Seattle. A great spot for him. It's the, I mean, it's the Legion of Boom. Um, former Legion former of Boom. Legion I will Boom. say, I was going to be one of my points. I was going to say, I think, you know, everybody from that Legion of Boom is gone. Yes. Um, But they're starting to build something really, really yeah. strong in the Seattle area. Um, and I definitely think he's going to provide some definite lockdown coverage in that secondary for them. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely starting to see things build. I think it's a good fit for him. Um, as you said, Seattle, historically great defense. Um, and I think he's going to come in and make an instant impact. I think he's going to become the, one of the starting cornerbacks in that secondary. Um and I mean, they're starting to build up front in Seattle, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what he kind of does this year. Mm-hmm. And with Witherspoon, I mean, as you mentioned, I think he's a day one starter. I think he'll start right away, and then you add him into a secondary that already has Tariq Woolen. He was one of the top rookies this year at the defensive back position. And then you add Jamal Jamal Adams, yep. who didn't even play last year because of injury. And you add, it's their defense was pretty good last year. Also, you add Bobby Wagner back into their linebacking core. He spent the year over at the Rams. I mean, not a defensive back, so different discussion. But their defense is building. Yeah. And Devin Witherspoon is just another piece to add on to that puzzle. Yeah. And again, I'm not big on Seattle. I don't know how their front four is, mm-hmm. but 
Um, I definitely say that secondary is becoming elite, especially with Adams, with Woolen in there as well. And I think he adds his expertise and his just, you know, lockdown ball hawking skills to that secondary. So I don't know, maybe Seattle makes a run at the uh, NFC West title this year. I mean, they were game shy last year of being a playoff team. They were waiting on... They had to beat, I think, the Rams in the last week, and they needed Detroit, or there was something. They were so close, and to shore, but, I mean, they're, they're almost there. Yeah. And Witherspoon's going to join a team that realistically shouldn't have had the fifth overall pick. They just got it because of the Rams trade for, or sorry, the Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. That's where they got that pick. Yep. So, really, they shouldn't have been up there. Same with the Lions, but... He's going into a great coaching staff. I mean, Pete Carroll, I mean, he's a great coach. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, he's led teams to Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl, been to the playoffs many, many years. And, I mean, defensive coordinators have been kind of in and out, so you don't really necessarily know if Pete Carroll is one of those, is a great defensive-minded coach. Yep. But it seems like it, where it doesn't matter who's in that defensive coordinator, the defense is always kind of there with yeah. that secondary. So I'm thinking he's playing a big part in that. I, I love the fit for where there's been there. I would have loved to see him with the Lions. Yep. I mean, I hate the Lions, but seeing him with Kirby Joseph yeah. would have been awesome. And I think the Lions... We're kind of shocked at that six pick, too, because they traded back. And I think, yeah, that would have just given us more fuel to even talk about with two former Illini players mm-hmm. on the same team. Um, and, you know, Kirby Joseph going in his second year and then bringing in uh, Devin Witherspoon for his rookie year definitely would have helped to kind of elevate his game a little bit as well, kind of give him some perspective on just how different that play is going mm-hmm. from college into the pros. Um, but definitely, I'm sure they still keep in touch and everything like that. Oh, so. of course. What, what I, what I think, I wonder if they're looking back regretting it now, but the Lions traded Jeff Okuda. I possibly preparing for Devin Witherspoon at the sixth spot. I mean, I assume no, because he had kind of been an issue with the Lions in the secondary, but he was a top three pick. And they traded him right before the draft. So I'm wondering if they thought they were going to get Witherspoon at the sixth pick. And now they're shut down a cornerback. I think they did. And also what this showed me, him going to Seattle, was Witherspoon was high up there on a lot of other teams' draft boards. Yeah. And so, I mean, definitely speaks volumes to this young man. Um, Great player. Definitely great addition to Seattle secondary. Yeah. so excited what, to see how he's going to do. I mean, a little more on to Seattle. What, from what I read is they were preparing to take Richardson with that five pick, Anthony Richardson, that yep. is, to back up Geno, learn behind Geno, and then eventually take over. And the Colts took him at the four spot, and they yep. – I don't think they panicked with Witherspoon, but he was like the next best option, it yep. seemed like. But, I mean, it's it, at the end of the day, I think it's a great fit for him. Uh, he'll shine there, and hopefully he doesn't have many big games against the Vikings or Bears. Um, <laughs> but I did look up. We'll talk, talk about it once we get through this. But there's a bunch of matchups with Illinois players okay. uh, in the NFL. But before we get to that, the next guy taken for Illinois, Jartavius, or better known as Quan Martin, Martin uh, to the Commanders at 47. Yeah, and, and that was a little bit higher than we had too. I mm-hmm. think we had him going. 
end of second round. Yeah. Like right at the end of the second round. And I think we originally projected him going to the 49ers, Mm -hmm. which again would have been a great fit. Um, But Washington also, I think, is a good fit for him. Their defense is definitely starting to build things over there. Um, Solid defense. And so, I mean, like we were talking about uh, before we started rolling here, um, they've got a lot of good young players over there. Um, Definitely, I think he can compete for a starting job over in Washington. And uh, I think the big question mark for that team is just who's going to lead that offense going into this year. I mean, it's probably going to be Sam Howell. I I mean, I know offensive, it's not going to really affect Quan, but I mean, it's a great point to bring up. It's probably going to be Sam Howell. Right. uh, The UNC guy from last year. Um, came in one game and somehow dominated the Cowboys defense, yep, I which remember was pretty that. good. Dominated, and the Cowboys needed that win because they had a chance at getting the ones or winning. I forget if it was getting the one seed, winning the AFC East. There was something that was like on the line, and they just fumbled against the Commanders. Yeah, so but there's so many issues with the Commanders yeah. starting from the top down. But Ron Rivera is a great coach. Oh yeah. And Jartavius is going into a great system. And like you said, the defense is good. I mean, Chase Young's good. Who knows what his future is there? You have a lot of guys on that off or on the defensive line that's gonna make his job a little bit easier since, you know, I mean it's gonna make it easier to defend in the secondary because right. he's constantly getting pressure and may get exactly. some picks because we're he's the court, opposing quarterback's throwing up some some tough balls and yeah and definitely kind of the opposite of what we were seeing with the witherspoon situation where seattle has that good secondary not so great up front Mm -hmm. where washington has been pretty strong up front and now they're building that secondary i think Quan martin's going to be a great addition there um definitely also has that ball hawking ability and so yeah you got those big guys up front you get those qb pressures going on quarterback's doing some stupid stuff with the football and i think Quan martin is going to come in and uh i do definitely give a pretty good run for his rookie season i do wonder if he'll be kind of like an opening day starter kind of guy i could see that i could also see you know we'll see what happens once they start up their rookie mini camps and everything like that should be Um, soon so i'm I'm looking at their depth chart and they have a blank spot in their safety position which could be end up being Jartavius Martin. Um, I, I'll be curious though because I could see him being flexed to the corner position. Yeah. Um, and they ha- they do have Kendall Fuller, Benjamin Saint Juice. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, so there's definitely room for him to start on that roster. Yeah. And I mean, it'd just be another great story to have another Illinois player, another defensive player, make an impact in their rookie year. Uh, the def- at that defensive back position. And actually, we were talking, Don Draft Night, that first round, uh, sorry, going back to Devin Witherspoon, the highest Illinois player taken in the draft yep. since what year? Kevin Hardy. I think, yeah, Kevin Hardy of... Was it in the 80s or something like that? I believe it was like 1993. Okay. Maybe But definitely like 20, 30 years, yeah, it, it, something like that. Yeah, it's, so it's been a little while. Significant for Illinois football, for sure. And you just add... I mean, what? I mean, Ryan Walters is gone now. He's over at Purdue as the head coach. But what he was able to do with these defensive backs, and also giving Aaron Henry credit, he defensive backs coach now. Uh, he's a defensive coordinator. Those two are just. If you 
are a defensive back and you're you see what illinois is able to do no matter what star you are like how can how do you not want to go play for that yeah i mean devin witherspoon was a zero star recruit Mm -hmm. and top five draft pick in this year's draft so definitely i think speaks volume to what the coaching staff is doing over at illinois especially those defensive coaches along with brett bielema uh taking the reins of the entire team um but illinois is building something um defensive has been great offense has kind of been that lackluster um but chase brown definitely shined this year i think they're gonna miss him next year and uh Let's talk about his brother, actually. Yeah, I was, I was just about to bring that up. Sidney Brown drafted to the Eagles at 66th. Um, I mean, the Eagles are just stacking up, and Sidney Brown is joining a really good team. And do we think he can also come in and become a starter? I don't know. I don't. I would say no because he, to start. I would say no, but I would also say there's a possibility because the Eagles lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Yep. Um, I would say definitely if they lost Darius Slay, too. There was a while where their Eagles were on the verge of either trading him or releasing him. Yeah. Because I believe he was in—I can't remember if he was going into free agency or if he was kind of in that final year of his contract, but he's a he's a big contract. Yeah, and I was going to say I think it all boiled down to— money Mm -hmm. with Darius Slay but yeah able to retain him but again a good program to come in learn under a little bit if he's not going to be a day one starter but very strong defense over there in Philadelphia and I mean you got the NFC East so going against Dak Prescott uh Daniel Jones yeah Sam Howell Howell. may not be too hard so but we potential for him to kind of shine a little bit when he's given his shot even. Yeah. I mean they they went to Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Like just whether you are going to get some minutes or I mean obviously at the end of the day you want to be playing every minute possible, but being able to get drafted to a team like that is awesome. Yeah. And I mean that offense super high powered so you're going to get a ton of reps oh, yeah. and some good experience going against um Jalen Hurts uh Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Uh, I mean, they they're, they're trying to well non non wide receiver. Their running back position, DeAndre now. Swift. That's right. Yep, they just traded for him, which is just another. The, the The Eagles killed the draft in general, just the way they were able to steal players at certain spots. And I mean, I think Sydney fell in a good spot. I think he was that 66, 60 to seventy range, maybe going up in the mid 70s um because there were some defensive backs that i think were well deserved going above him um but sydney's a dog i mean he's a great player he's that guy you 100 percent want in your locker room because you know he, just listening to so many of his stories with him and his brother how they grew up he's the fighter you want where there's more to life or more to the field, and the, he's built so much character, and he's, yeah. he's just the guy you want to draft because he's going to fight for you until the end. And yeah. he's a great guy to have as a teammate. And I thought interesting, I know they had some good coverage on the Browns during the draft, um, but essentially one of their big motivators for getting into the league is so they can take care of their mom and yeah. take care of their family. And it's not all about 
buying sports cars and big houses and like fancy jewelry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But really love the stories that they had for those two guys on draft nights this last week. Yep. And I mean, going from Sydney to Chase. And I did not know they were twin brothers. Yeah. Born two minutes apart. That was another thing that I thought was because I would have thought that Sydney was a little bit older, mm-hmm. at least by a year or so. But no. Twin brothers. And when, I, I mean, I wasn't even here yet, but right now you could easily tell them apart, at least I can. But before, they both had long hair. Yeah. And now Chase's hair is short. It's nice trimmed down. And Sydney's got, like, his man bun. Yep. And it's a little longer, so you can easily tell them apart. But, like, I look back at pictures, and they look the same. Yeah. Just the same. And... I would not if I if I was doing media back then at those interviews and they didn't tell me I probably wouldn't have gotten it right. Yeah. Of who is who they just look so similar the same size same build just two different positions though poor opposite positions. Right. Um, but two two guys you want on your roster and Chase Brown he went he went a little later as the 163rd pick to the Bengals. Bengals fell in the AFC Championship last year to the Chiefs, and I mean they went to the Super Bowl the year before. Um, he, I think he's in a great position. He's with Joe Burrow. Yep. I mean, who wouldn't want to play with Joe Burrow? And, and then Joe Mixon is possibly on his way out of yeah. Cincinnati. So, I mean, right now I think they've got Samaji Pirine. Yeah. And who's getting? I mean, who's getting older? Yeah. Too. Um. So I mean, I mean he, that's about it. He has the, the opportunity. depth of running back. Yeah. So I don't think he's. I, I I don't think in any way he has the chance to. Ah, I mean, I don't want to say I don't think in any way, but I don't think he's in the position to be like an opening day starter or... Think like third down back potential, uh, Yeah. I think he could fall into a Pirine role where like he's coming in on those long where they need a catch or... I, I just don't know. I think it's going to depend on what happens with Mixon. Yeah. I mean, they talked about his contracts, good size. He wants a larger one too, heading into the next contract. Doesn't seem like the Bengals want to do it. It's hard with a running back to do that. Yep. And they, they're they starting to question what they want to do. Ezekiel Elliott's been thrown in the conversation to go to the Bengals, too. Um, so, I mean, they have a good running back room. Um, but where does Chase Brown fit in? I'm not sure. I think we're going to figure out. And one thing I do want to point out is I think Chase Brown could be used kind of in a slot position, too. I also think he could be a good kick returner, punt returner. Yeah. I can um, see that. I, I always never understood. Well, I guess I understood because he's a star running back. I always saw Chase Brown take. I'm almost positive it was Chase Brown. I always remember because two people were two for Illinois, one defensive player and yep. one, and Chase Brown a running back. So I um, I was always from a distance, but I saw I was I would see him taking punt like catching punt returns, kick returns, whatever. Um, maybe it was for a special time, special place, but I think he could fit into a kick return role. He's fast, yeah, quick, able to move. Um, and could take you the whole field, and he could he break some tackles. Yeah, but. definitely like to see him on that offense rather than on special teams. But you know, wherever you can fit, wherever they can find a use for your skills, mm-hmm. I definitely think um, I think he's got some potential for them to be maybe that second string running back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, 
you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Or the backup running back uh, for the Bengals. Um I mean, again, it depends on how camp goes, what happens with other players. Um, I don't know. Is it crazy to say I think he's better than Samaji Pirine? Like, Possibly. I mean, he's been old. He's, you know, he stepped up for Joe Mixon when Mixon missed a couple games last year. And he had some decent games, but I just don't think he's got it every week. Chase is younger, you know, put up monster games in college mm-hmm. um Pete? i think the only thing that hurt him was that touchdown potential and so i mean given the opportunity i think you know he could shine in mm-hmm. cincinnati yeah i think with p ryan though where he excels is when one on the screen pass he's great catching the screen getting yards for Cincinnati. He's also he's also great pass catcher. Yeah, and he's he's done a pretty good job filling in for Mixon. Um, I I don't know how long they keep him though. That's a big question. I I, I can't remember exactly how old he is, but I I feel like he's been in the league forever. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Um, it just feels like he's been in the league for a while. He's an Oklahoma running back, right? Um, so is Mixon, right? Yep. Yeah, so is Mixon. Um, but I I want to say P Ryan was there. With Baker, which, I mean, wouldn't be that old, but it just feels like P. Ryan's been in the league for a while. I mean, running backs, depending on what they've done in they college, they long. come with a lot of wear and tear oh, on them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you put yourself in the league for five years and you're going to get banged up a little bit as well. Um, but, I mean, there's a reason he's not a starting running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe Chase Brown comes in. Yeah, hey, I'm hoping he is. Impresses in camp, shows out, and maybe he gets that nod from the coaching staff there. Yeah, I'm hoping he is. I think I he's he's a good running back at the end of the day. I think he could really make an impact with that team. Something I want to point out, I mentioned it earlier. So this upcoming season, Illinois versus Illinois matchups in the NFL, the Bengals are taking on the Seahawks. So you're going to have Chase okay. versus Witherspoon. Maybe Witherspoon tackles Chase Brown. There's a chance of that. Commanders take on the Seahawks. It would be Quan versus Witherspoon. Then you have Eagles versus the Commanders twice. And that's going to be twice a year, every yep. year. Sydney versus Quan. They'll probably never be on the field at the same time unless yep. it's special teams. But that's an Illinois versus Illinois matchup. Then you have Eagles versus the Seahawks. So Sydney versus Witherspoon. And then going into the 2024 season, just, I believe, two other than Commanders taking on Eagles. That's every year. Eagles taking on the Bengals. So in 2024, you're going to get a Brown versus Brown matchup. And, I mean, they're both going to be on the field at the same time. Yep. Sydney on defense, Chase on offense, which I think will be I think will be awesome. And yeah. I, I am sure the whole family will be out for that one. Hopefully that's a storyline, maybe like a Sunday night, Monday night kind of matchup. Mm-hmm. I know they kind of dive a little bit deeper into some like backgrounds with players during those games compared to say you know just an afternoon game on a sunday but i always love seeing those little stories that they do and player connections and stuff like that and 
you know, so-and-so was a ball boy for this team, mm-hmm. and that's where he ended up getting drafted and stuff like that. But always love those little, you know, human interest pieces. Of course. And then just finally in 2024, uh, Commanders taking on the Bengals, which would be Quan versus Chase. Yep. So just excited to see some Illinois versus Illinois players. And then also I wanted to bring up an Illinois pl- Central Illinois football player, Nick Broger, drafted to the Buffalo Bills. That was in the seventh round. Uh, he's going to block for Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to run a lot just back and forth. with the, uh, the places he goes in the pocket, yep. just able to extend the field with his legs. And Broker graduated 2019. Helped uh, Sacred Heart Griffith to an eight and three record in that fall of 2018, his senior year, um, and I was able to speak with him this week, and uh, we'll take a listen. What was the ultimate reason you know you decided to declare for the NFL draft, despite being able to you know return for another year at Ole Miss? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I had a COVID year. Um, I just think you know, looking back on it, played four years, had a lot of tape, um, good tape, so. Um, didn't want to take another year, maybe risk getting injured. And also, you know, had done so much that I didn't know really what else was to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Was there any, you know, the, as the NFL draft rolled around, was there any anxiety as the rounds continued to go on and you hadn't heard your name yet? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, as you said, I mean, it, it kind of gets a little stressful and it kind of keeps going on and on and you haven't been selected yet. But uh, thankfully, I got, you know, put in the right position. Do you ever get, because obviously I wouldn't know kind of that process, but as the draft's kind of going on, do you ever hear from, were you hearing from teams at all? Like, hey, if, you know, we're hoping to maybe take you with one of these upcoming picks or was it up until the Bills called that, you know, you had kind of felt like maybe you were going to get picked soon? Yeah, I mean, there were some teams that kind of reached out throughout the draft, but nobody really was ever like, hey, you know, if we get to this point, we're going to take you Um, and nothing like that for me. Gotcha. So when you finally did get that phone call by the Bills uh, and then you heard your name on the TV, what was kind of going through your head? I mean, it was kind of crazy to think about um, when it was all happening. I mean, it honestly didn't really sit with me until like afterwards what was going on, um, you know, receiving this lifelong dream and everything. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a really cool moment, a really cool phone call. And how excited are you to you know join the Buffalo Bills and head out to Buffalo, New York? I'm really excited. I mean, a team that's had a lot of success recently, um, competing for a Super Bowl and um, just a, definitely a winning culture. Uh, um, adding on to that, you know, how how exciting is it to be able to block for not just any quarterback, but, you know, Josh Allen, who's among the best of the best right now in football? Yeah, I mean, I mean, talking about an MVP caliber quarterback, you know, a top quarterback in the NFL. I mean, that'd be really fun and um, definitely be really cool to you know see him every day. Have you spoken to any of, you know, Bill's players yet or any other people who were drafted in this year's class with you? Uh, A little bit with Osiris Sorens. Just been kind of on some Zooms with him lately, going over things with the O-line staff, but uh, not quite yet. I mean, obviously, we'll all be there pretty soon. Um, I know Dawson Knox, um, so it'll be cool to see him again. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, What have you kind of heard about, you know, that Buffalo area um, as well as, you know, the Bill's Mafia who – you know, they love their players and they'll always have, you know, the kind of their players back. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be really cool to be in that fan base just because it's such a, you know, a different, you know, it's not like you're in, you know, you're in New York or LA. I mean, Buffalo's really just got the bills. I mean, the Sabres are there as well, but 
Bills is really what it is. Um, so it'll be really cool to kind of be with that fan base and the whole atmosphere on game day. Yeah. Um, so how much did, you know, Sigurd Griffin and Coach Leonard prepare you, you know, for the position you are in now, heading into the NFL, successful career at Ole Miss, and, you know, your future in football? Yeah, I mean, they, they helped me a lot, just kind of with some of the life lessons that they preach and kind of the schedule we had. It was pretty similar to a college schedule. So once I got there, I didn't really have to really learn how to navigate certain things because it was also similar. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's a, it's a little cold in you know the Illinois area, but are you ready for that Buffalo cold? It's it's something until you get there, you never as someone who grew up in New York, it's you don't know it until you get there. Yeah, I mean it'll be a little different. I mean, like you said, Illinois is pretty brutal in the in the nor- or excuse me in the winter months, but Buffalo is a whole different different animal. Well, best of luck to Broker. Buffalo Bills, definitely high-powered offense. Yeah. Definitely should get a lot of reps in there as well. Um, but, yeah, working with Josh Allen, going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, so, and best of luck to him. Yeah. He's got Latavius Murray now. Yes, he does. So he's going to be blocking for him. I'll, so. I'll have to give Latavius a call. I have his number in my That's phone. That's right. I, I, I forgot that you guys know each other. Yes, I did an interview with him last year. It was so funny because I was just – I was actually in a Wendy's drive through when he called and because i had reached out to him i was working on a project asked if he would help me with an interview i guess if he would let me interview him for a piece i was working i've met him before too multiple times and i reach out and then i i I guess i put my number at the end of the the message and i was just sitting wendy's drive through and he called me i was like he's like hey it's latavius i was i was like latavius who and he's like, oh, it's Davis Murray. like, oh, I, I totally forgot how you're doing. Yada, yada. We got to talking. Uh, so that was a funny story. But yes, he's joining Latavius out there. Um, Josh Allen. I told him you got to pack a pack a jacket. It's going to be cold. Yeah. It's going to be cold in New York. The fans are crazy. But definitely he's got to hit the, the wing spots. Cause yeah. The, some of the best wings are in Buffalo. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's talk about the players who weren't drafted in the NFL, but Illinois players who were signed as free agents. We've got Tommy DeVito mm-hmm. going over to the New York Giants. Yep. Uh, yes or no, does he get the backup spot behind Daniels? No. I don't even think he makes the opening day roster. Okay. And, and all due respect to the situation, I think there's mm, there's quarterbacks on that roster that I think will make it over him. I mean, they have Tyrod Taylor behind Daniel Jones, who, I mean, yes— Tyrod Taylor is not as great of a quarterback anymore, but he's also more well-established. I'd love to see DeVito make this opening day roster. I mean, it'd be so cool. Illinois, I mean, he was at Syracuse, too. He's a Jersey boy, so that New York Giants isn't too far away. I'm sure that played in his decision since he got to pick where he ended up, but I I don't know. I I I think New York's like the perfect spot for him, too. Especially him and Tyrod Taylor are very similar in their... Able to run, able to pass, kind of. I mean, Daniel Jones too, but he Daniel Jones is like six five. Yeah, that guy. So I mean, it's a little different, but uh, I don't know. All right, I I don't know how much he would see the field in New York. All right, Alex Pilstrom, offensive line to the New York Saints. New Orleans Saints. What? Yeah, sorry. He talked <laughs> about New York. It's all good. I, I think that's a good spot for him. I think he could play. Pilstrom's a he, he's a big guy and able to block he's not the guy you want to go up against on the defensive line yeah on the defensive line him on the offensive line i think he could make an opening day lineup okay i think so 
Calvin Avery, defensive line, Minnesota Vikings, your team. I do really like this pickup. I think the Vikings were very spotty with the draft, but the people they picked up in the undrafted free agency period, pretty good. And I like him. He's, he's, he'll probably go at that nose tackle spot, defensive line, but he, he's good. I mean, he was great off the line of scrimmage last year for Illinois. He was, I mean, next to that, just their defensive line in general last year, Illinois, was great. So you can't go wrong there. I think he can make an instant impact. I don't, especially Vic, the Vikings are in the process of kind of sending away a lot of guys. Um, in terms of releasing them or trading them. So, who knows? I think he, he could make an opening day lineup. All right. Kendall Smith, defensive back, Washington Commanders again. Yep. He's joining Quan. Yeah. Which, which would be awesome for him. Um, who knows? I think he I think he'll make that 50, 53-man roster when it comes down to it. Um, but, I mean, who doesn't want an Illinois defensive back at this point? Yeah. All right, Isaac Darkangelo, linebacker, Detroit Lions. He's I'm pretty sure he's a Detroit kid too. Maybe maybe Michigan, but which is technically the same thing, but I believe he's very he was very close to Detroit growing up. I, I, I feel like I read a lot of things about that and saw that on Twitter. I don't know. I mean I, I, f- I feel like all these guys have these conversations before they're signing. Like, do I have this possibility? Yeah. Do, is there a good chance of me making this 53-man roster? Uh, Tarkano's good. I mean, I'm, he was up there on the team in tackles. He may have led it, for all I know. Um, but he's, he, he's a good guy at the linebacker position. He's got that build. He's quick. He, I'm trying to think of someone he kind of reminds me of. Not He's not as big as Luke Keekly, but... He's able to move around that linebacker position like Luke Keekley was okay. for Carolina. Um, if I had to guess, I would say I don't think he makes the 53-man roster, but he would be a great practice squad guy yeah. that you could bring up eventually. Okay. And then Alex Paljuski, yeah, so, Denver Broncos. Yeah. So Paljuski is good pickup for Denver. I think he was like a fringe end of the draft kind of guy. I didn't pro- I didn't project him to get drafted, but I think he was I mean, he's like a he he, he got his experience at Illinois. And yeah. I mean Brett Bielum was known for producing very good offensive line. And I mean they need an offensive line in they Denver. They, they Russell do. Wilson I think was one of the most sacked quarterbacks this last season and yeah, Denver I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I think there was all the hype around them after getting Russell Wilson, and that was a very disappointing season for the Denver faithful. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's a good fit. We'll see what happens. But I, he seems like the kind of style where he will make the roster. Sean Payton, too, new head coach there. That's right. Um, could be a good fit for him. I mean, he had great play from his offensive lineman in New Orleans. Um I, I think he makes a 53-man roster. Okay. I mean, we've seen a lot of, at least I see constantly, because Illinois is updating us on stuff like this, but he, they produce a lot of good undraft, undrafted signings of players. Like, they end up making good careers in the NFL. Okay. All right, and so I guess we will find out come mm-hmm. training camp time, and definitely we're going to keep tabs on how these players are doing. Um, if they are making some of these final 53-man roster spots. And I think that'd be awesome if we can have, you know, about a dozen or so 
Illini players mm-hmm. in the NFL as either starters or backups. So will be very interesting this NFL season. Yeah, OTA's beginning. Um, but yeah, that'll wrap it up here on The Rookie and the Vet. You can find us, depending on where you're listening now, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as other podcast streaming platforms. If you're not watching us on video, you can check out our video on YouTube. If you want to see how we interact, what the studio looks like, really, whatever. You're more of a visual person, that's another option as well. Um, post stuff on our social medias. Yeah, if you got questions, reach out. We'll do our best to answer them or get an answer for you. So mm-hmm. uh, would love a little bit more viewer interaction. And uh, definitely the plan is to bring some guests in eventually once we really get going. Yeah. Maybe have Bielema in here. Um, maybe be able to do some Zoom interviews with some of these guys. So Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm excited, excited for whatever the future holds. Hopefully we can get some... Like you said, some players and coaches in, talk to them, pick their brains because, you know, they have the stories that people want to hear. Right. I love hearing those stories too. You know, whenever I, especially when it's, I do sit-down interviews, I'm just talking and it's more relaxed. I'm not standing just kind of with camera in their sure. face. and they. Or you've feel, only got a couple minutes yeah, post-game or something Yeah, and they feel like more that. comfortable to talk. That's when you get the best yep. kind of storytelling from them. All right. You just sit there and amaze. And especially so many of these people have so many crazy stories Yeah. that... We want to hear, and we want everybody else to hear. Cool. So, yeah, that'll wrap it up here on The Rookie and the Vet, and we'll see you next time.